0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Craft. It has been a while, um, and I want to address that. So I had to take some time off for myself, and getting back into this was really hard. But today, a friend gave me some really good advice, and so we're gonna address that because I know I'm not the only one in the same situation or that feels the same way that I do, Um, so let's talk about it. I have been avoiding coming back to, you know, sit down and talk to you guys and to record and post something because, you know, I, like I said, I had to take some time off and then the more time I spent away, the harder it was to come back. It was, you know, that guilt that I took so long, that shame, um, looming imposter syndrome, you know, as we all feel sometimes. And I wanted to avoid those negative feelings altogether. Um, And it's something that I talked about here before that, you know, when we have negative feelings surrounding creativity, we want to avoid that. And that's where procrastination comes in. Um, And we talked about it, especially with uh, Tilly Burton, when she was on the show, but guys, I felt it in a real way. Um, I was having so much trouble. I mean, it's been weeks, it's been literal weeks since I sat down to record an episode, and uh, really the only reason that I sat down today that I had that sense of urgency to want to get back to this is because that friend gave me the advice saying that you know this is something that I need to talk about too it's not just about content um and my writing advice to you guys it's also about what I'm personally going through and this is something that you know I've had to deal with I love this podcast and I love being creative and even as I'm talking right now I'm I have a smile on my face like I always do when I start to record but you know you start to have one negative feeling you start to feel like oh I took too long and then that guilt that shame creeps in um, those negative feelings are something that we want to avoid and then procrastination sets in And it becomes a snowball and uh, it's hard to come back to. It really is. But that's what's so important about having a creativity companion or a creative community, like people that you can trust and that you want to talk to and be like, this is how I'm feeling, um, that can validate that and then help you work past it. So, I mean, all I really needed was that one person to say, you know, talk about this. Like it's everybody faces it. It's fine. Um and get back into it kind of thing. And it, it brought me back in. So uh yeah, I mean I always put this out there that I can talk to you guys on my Instagram DMs or anywhere on social media really. But if you need that, you know, little bit of encouragement from me, feel free to find me and ask for that and we can talk about it because sometimes it's really important to have I don't think I've ever plugged my personal twitter um but I will now it's at Alex Lynn Miko. so that's a-l-e-x-l-y-n-n-m-i-c-o um you know I tweet about writing I tweet about my experiences I literally tweeted about this procrastination that's set in And, um, I'd love for you guys to find me there, tweet at me if you want to have a conversation that way, but you guys can also find me obviously at thecraft.podcast on Instagram and thecraft.podcast on TikTok. Wow. It feels so much better to just start, you know, now that I've sat in front of the mic and just started talking it's like all of that negative feeling is dissipated and I'm just happy to be back. And that just goes to show that all you have to do is push yourself to start. Um, Yeah, and it's never too late. No matter what amount of time I needed, maybe I did need the entire thing. Maybe I needed that whole few weeks to figure out that, you know, my podcast is also a creativity project. And it's also something that I'm going to have uh, creative struggles with and creative blocks with that I need to work through. So no matter what your creative project is, all of these things still apply. It doesn't just have to be writing. Um, and you know, it's, it's a huge realization for me and maybe it is for you guys too. On that note, how are you guys feeling? How has this year been, um, so far? How has 2021 been so far? For me, you know, three months into the year, not reading as much as i was last year i'm not writing as much as i was last year or maybe about the same um at this point last year um because i was still working up until this point last year um but you know how are things going for you guys like do you find that the pandemic is really hitting you and oh my god it just said pandemic but I don't know if you guys have seen any of these trends on TikTok or Twitter where people are calling the pandemic different things that start with a P. My go-tos are um, panini, panettone, which is an Italian word for like Christmas cake, and um, what's the other one? Pandemonium pandemonium is the other one i just think that that's so hilarious it kind of takes off the like scariness of being in a pandemic but also the word pandemic is kind of losing all meaning at that point um but yeah how are you guys how are you guys doing let me know i'm i'm hanging in i'm starting to really feel the weight of this whole year it's been a lot of change and a lot of staying the same and staying stagnant, um, all at the same time. And it's hard to grapple with. Um, but you know, the best we can do is our best. And as like cliche as it is, we just gotta keep moving forward. Even if moving forward is, you know, staying at home and doing the next right thing for you. Anyway, so glad we got that all off our chest. (laughs) Glad I got that off of my chest. Um, Today's episode was supposed to be on poetry, and I think I want to stretch that into a few episodes because really I just want to talk to you guys a little bit more chill today. So like, I want to discuss poetry, obviously. I love poetry. And I've been writing so much more poetry in this last year than I have before. Um, but I do want to get into like more of the scholarly, nitty-gritty stuff um, of what poetry is, and maybe that's something we can do next episode. But for now, I did say um, that the word pandemic has lost all meaning, and that just reminds me of poetry you know like when you write a poem every single word has to mean something if not one thing it's got to have a double meaning because you're in such a short amount of characters and you're in such a short amount of space it's almost like twitter everything has to be um, nuanced in a sense to get your meaning across and sure you can continue to go on for a longer stretch of time. Um, but with today's attention span and with the trends of today's poetry, it's better to keep it pretty short and sweet. Um, mostly because people do not have attention spans anymore thanks to social media. Um, but yeah, let's talk about my poetry. So, I started writing more poetry and it's not even just about, you know, like I'm going to sit down and I want to write a poem. It's more that I've come to appreciate the genre more in my adulthood than I had before. Um, I remember being in my early years of university and having to take poetry to fill a requirement for my specialist in English, and I hated it. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong, I did love certain poems. They did speak to me, and um, Wordsworth was one of my favorite poets, but... It was just so tedious to have to sit there and analyze every single thing. Um, The rhyming always, I mean, the language back then, it might have been a little bit easier to rhyme than it is nowadays. Um, But then the class always had like a stupid assignment where they were like, okay, now you try to write a poem. And when you get a bunch of people who aren't, you know, versed in the genre, or haven't practiced writing poetry before, it sounds like child's play. And my poems always sounded like that. Whenever I tried to rhyme, it was like, honestly, like I was still in elementary school. My rhymes were so, um, childish. And, you know, as I've gotten older, it's like, why did they make us rhyme? Why did they make us write it in iambic pentameter? Um, because now poetry is so much more than that. It's not, um, necessarily confined to its own structure, but it could be. And it's kind of like what I've talked about before, where if you know the rules, then you know how to break them. I feel like poetry has been such a prolific genre throughout history and now that everybody kind of understands the rules and by everybody I mean like people who actually studied poetry (laughs) um but now that we've established as a genre what the rules are it's easier for everybody to break them it's easier to go into free verse and to actually um take pick and choose what Suits that specific poem. You don't have to write a sonnet with 14 lines every time. You don't have to rhyme every other line or have some sort of rhyme scheme. You don't have to write in iambic pandemeter like they had to back then or was customary to do back then. And you could, you could do any of those things if it fit, but if it doesn't, you break form and it just brings it to another level. Um, It adds its own meaning to it and uh, I just love that about today's poetry. I strive as a writer to have beautiful lines that will impact my reader and will stay with them. And I feel like today's poetry kind of does that. Um, and in novels, you know, you still have those one lines that just speak to you. But a novelist can also do that with within a poem. And a poet can also do that um, within a longer form. And I appreciate that we're all striving to showcase something that impacts us as the writer, and then we'll convey that emotion to the reader. And I feel like that's something I talk about all the time is how to convey emotion to the reader. As readers, I mean that is what we're looking for, right? So as writers, it's a very important thing to do. I find especially if I can't get something out of my head. Um turning it into a poem works for me. Uh the other day I was and by the other day it could have been like a month ago. Who the hell knows what time is anymore? Um but we'll say the other day. The other day I was rudely, so rudely um interrupted by a embarrassing thought from my past, a very embarrassing memory. And I could not get over it. I was like, why am I thinking about this? Why do I still feel embarrassed by something that happened, like, over 10 years ago? And the only thing that I could think to do to heal that embarrassment was to write a poem. And so I did. I don't even think I tried to sit there and, like, heal that thought with a poem um but it came to me and it worked and I love that that happened because what are words what is writing if not trying to express how you're feeling in one way or another or how your character is feeling um about any situation so why not take that Embarrassment that I felt, and turn it into something that you know could be seen as beautiful. And I've never shared any of my work or really talked about in detail um, any of my own work personally. I usually keep this stuff pretty general. Um, if I have a personal experience, I also keep that pretty general, but. I feel compelled to share today. Um, And since we're doing a chill episode, why not, right? (laughs) Um, So the embarrassing moment for those of you who are like super curious um, was from high school. We were asked to pick a plant that best represents us um, and to explain why. And ugh, I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely hate all of that all about me shit. Like I can never think of anything to describe myself, especially in high school when you're still figuring yourself out. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, in high school, I was closeted, um, and very embarrassed about my true identity, who I was. I was confused as all hell. Um, so that made those kinds of assignments even harder. Um, but also I wanted to be extremely unique. Um, so when my friend at the time beside me wrote down willow tree, which is something that I wanted to say, I was like, crap, now I gotta think of something completely different. And the only thing that I can think of was an orchid. And I love orchids. They're beautiful. And I love the color purple. Most of them are purple that I've seen. Um, And I think that's why I was drawn to them, just because I like them as a plant. But I couldn't think of a reason as to why it represented me. And so when it came to my turn, I said that I'm delicate like a flower. Ugh, cringe. I hate that. I hate that so much. And I still, you know, not as much anymore, but I still have a little bit of embarrassment around that. You know, because I'm I'm not fragile. I'm not um, breakable. And, you know, I don't mince my words. I tell things straight to the people around me. I express my feelings without, you know, wondering if, you know, what I'm saying is going to be taken in one way or another. I just say it how it is how I'm feeling and you know I welcome conversation if you don't understand what I'm saying then let's talk about it so that we get on the same page um I'm not scared of those situations I'm not particularly a fan of conflict but I do enjoy conversation I want to understand people I want people to understand me um and I'm not easily broken <laughs> so I mean the things that I've gone through in my life can attest to that but back in high school I said that for lack of anything better to say and it haunts me it haunts me so much because it's not who I am and anyway so this embarrassing moment came up and I was like why the hell did I say that (laughs) but then a beautiful poem came from it and Since I shared the embarrassing experience, I'd like to share my poem with you guys. Um, So yeah, it's called Unbreakable. You may call me fragile, but do not compare me to glass or a delicate flower. I am not easily broken or trampled on. Instead, call me a book whose pages can be withered, worn without damaging its integrity, a story Which once written cannot be erased. For even when torn, the words still exist, the content still persists, and it lives on in the hearts of those it touched. So, you know, I took my negative, embarrassing memory and I turned it into something that made me feel better. You know, I'm not a flower, I'm not easily broken, I'm not delicate. And as much as I love orchids, as much as they have their own beauty, that's not the thing about them that represents me. And I'm happy that even if I didn't understand myself back then, I understand who I am now. And something great came out of it many years later. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed my ramblings. Um, I am going to end it here for today because I think... I talked too long about mostly nothing. Um, Hang on, let me not diminish myself. I talked about the importance of understanding why we're procrastinating. And I talked a little bit about poetry, which we'll get into further on the next episode. Yeah, that's better. (laughs) Um, So there you go. That's another little tidbit for you guys. Do not diminish your accomplishments, even if they're small, um, they are important as well. So I'm feeling great now. Um, I'm glad we're back into this and I can't wait for more episodes to come because I really do feel like this is a great community and I'm so glad that we have, you know, this, this space together. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, stay magical.